your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. With Michelle Smallman, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us. And the preeminent baseball insider is Jeff Passan of ESPN. And he's with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with uh, Randy and Michelle. Jeff, it's great to have you with us this morning. How are you doing? Hey, guys, if I'm, if I'm the preeminent baseball insider, why didn't I make your Desert Island teams? Oh, are you talking about my podcast, Jeff, where we picked houses for ESPN personalities? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking okay. about. I felt, uh, I got to be honest, I felt uh, felt a little slighted there. You I'm have sorry. been, Michelle. Explain yourself. Jeff, you were on my big board. Trust me, you were there. <laughs> I would love to get you in the Airbnb for 72 hours. Maybe we have some cocktails. <laughs> Maybe you tell me some things off the record. That would be outstanding. <laughs> but I also... I, I got I to gotta be, be honest. Your house looks much more appealing than Randy's. Oh, the Randy's got Thank you. So just to give everybody the insight here. So it was myself, Randy Scott from SportsCenter AM and Steve Cerruti, my co-host on the podcast. And we had to draft hangover style. So you and three other people, four total ESPN personalities that you would want to be on vacation with in an Airbnb for 72 hours. Cerruti picked Taylor Twellman, Diana Rossini and Damian Woody. Randy Scott went out, Alex Rodriguez out the gate and Marty Smith and Lewis Riddick. I went L. Duncan, Scott Van Pelt and then Peyton Manning rounded out with Peyton Manning and Jeff honestly now that we're here I would love to sub you in for Peyton Manning he has a lot of star power I think I, that's exactly you know what that's all I wanted to hear right there that's it that like my my day is totally made there because like L and Scott would be a phenomenal hang like that's a great house we would laugh all weekend there would be some cocktails served. Like, yes. that would be a very enjoyable time. The male-to-female ratio, the balance <laughs> there would be good. Rand- Randy Scott is, is a crazy person. I-, I-, I have a bone to pick with him. I really do. So you're telling me you don't think he was wise in selecting Alex Rodriguez first in his house? Here's the thing. If he wants, like, uh, maybe he wanted to meet Jay though. He did. That's exactly why he picked it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And also, Alex has so much more money than I ever will. So his house might be really nice. Like, Alex might go to the house and say, I'm not going to stay in this piece of crap. Let's go to a real house and and get, like, the, the best house that there is. So I suppose there's some strategery involved there. But you got to pick on the people, you know? No offense to Alex, but I, 
I mean, I'd rather hang out with me. <laughs> no doubt. Jeff Passan is with us. Hey, Jeff, it was one year ago Friday, this coming Friday, that the Cardinals were playing the Marlins. Baseball announced during the game that they were going to suspend spring training. Then the Cardinals and Marlins just kept playing. They, they, they don't know why. How do you think baseball <laughs> has done? <laughs> How do you think they've done in this year? I, I remember that day, by the way. I was in Glendale, Arizona at uh, Dodgers camp and, and was just frantically on my phone all day trying to figure out, like, not just what's going on, but why are they still playing? And this was right, uh, you know, right in the shadow of Rudy Gobert. Um, and I, I think since that day, and, and really since the end of last season after the Cardinals and Marlins outbreaks, baseball's done a pretty good job. And I, I think the proof is in the testing, right? If you go and look at the testing that they've done and the number of players uh, and personnel who have tested positive compared to the general public, I think Major League Baseball actually has a lower rate, which is to be expected probably with all of the protocols that they have in place. Protocols uh, have been restrictive enough that some players have been inclined to completely ignore them. But by and large, players and team personnel have done a really good job of adhering to them, and I think that's a big part of the reason why baseball has been played, uh, you know, for the 60 games last season. And uh, we're looking at not just a full 162 games this year, but a full 162 games with more fans than I think probably anyone anticipated. Jeff, in addition to the Cardinals in the NL Central, one of the stories we're going to be keeping an eye on this season is Tony La Russa's return to managing. And there's a lot of consternation in some circles about becoming a manager again and how he might adapt to this young team and to the game again. So do you have any early reports on how things are going for Tony La Russa and the White Sox? I mean, you know, spring training so far is so good. But just as I say about any hitter who's hitting 500 in spring training, it's spring training. You know, you know when, the, when the rubber hits the road in the regular season, uh, when the White Sox go through a rough patch, um, when we get a sense of how he handles individual players, um, uh, especially younger ones, I think we're going to know then whether Tony La Russa is up for this or not. Um, I, was, I was certainly critical of the hire. I thought that there were better options out there, and I, I never personally like a system uh, in which someone is rewarded more than anything for being friend uh, of a person in a position of power. And Tony LaRusso got the job because he's been a close friend of Jerry Reinsdorf, the owner, for a long time. That being said, I, I don't sit here and think he can't be a good manager. Um, Tony LaRusso has been a great manager in the past. And replicating that, it, it's it's going to be tough, but... Uh, by no means is it impossible. And, Jeff, you mentioned whether or not Tony is up for the job. I wonder if once they hit that adversity, if the players of 2021 are going to be up for Tony's intensity on a day-to-day basis. The the player of today is a lot different than the player of 10 years ago, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But I I also – look, I also think that the way – not just baseball, Randy, but I think the way that sports is run right now, um, it, it's a player-driven culture, and it's on the manager to adapt, not on the players. 
it's it's a re- it's a reversal of how things were, and and that's part of uh, my skepticism about the hire of Tony Larusa in the first place. He comes from a bygone era where the manager didn't just run like the clubhouse; the manager ran the team, and and the executive power that's in place these days um, it far exceeds that of managerial power, and so adjusting to something like that is a very difficult thing to do. Jeff, perhaps the player of today is Fernando Tatis Jr. You've had great pieces on him and really explores the depth of him as a person and a player. He signs that big extension. He's 22 years old. We know about the flair. We know about the bat flips. We know about the the breathtaking plays. But I love that you talk about him playing winter ball and how he's out on a farm milking cows. He just seems like a player that is so interesting and has so many layers to him. And I just wonder if we've set the bar too high for him, if that there's no chance that he's going to be able to maintain this throughout his career. Sure. I mean, that's a, that is absolutely a possibility, but I, you know, and maybe this is an outlier that I'm pointing to, but I look at LeBron James, who was the most hyped athlete we may have ever had. And he exceeded the hype and he remained a, a good person who is contributing great things to society and has, by all accounts, been a good father and has led as normal a life as you can lead for being probably one of the most five most famous people on the planet. And it, listen, Tatis is never going to reach those levels because he plays baseball and LeBron plays basketball and basketball is so much more international sport than baseball. But uh, I think Tatis is off to a good start. Uh, the the biggest question uh, with him for me is production-wise on the field, can he keep it up? Remember, we still haven't seen him for a full 162-game season. He missed the second, you know, a lot of the second half of his first year with injuries and had a 60-game year last year. Uh, that's a whole lot of speculation to bank $340 million guaranteed on, but uh, the Padres believe in Tatis as a person as well as a ball player, and because of that, they were willing to go out there. And if someone's willing to go out on a limb like that, I think it speaks to who Fernando Tatis Jr. is and what he's capable of. And Jeff, he's already got several endorsements. And as you mentioned, we can reasonably expect that even if he doesn't live up to the contract, he's going to be great. Is Major League Baseball yeah. prepared to have a new face? Are they prepared to utilize a guy like Tatis as somebody who can help market their sport? I just dropped off my 13-year-old at school. I live in Kansas City, and he was wearing a shirt with Tatis on it. <laughs> so, and and granted, my, my son plays baseball. He loves baseball. Um, and so I, I suppose he's going to gravitate toward Fernando Tatis just because it's impossible to watch him and not smile and not appreciate it. Even like a, a crotchety, crusty old guy who wants baseball back in the Bob Gibson era where guys who flip their bats are getting brushed back has to look at Tatis and say like, damn, that kid's good. Like I may not like some of the things he does, but he is extraordinarily talented. And uh, if baseball is not in a position, Randy, to capitalize on that, um, then baseball has got a really big problem because, uh, Tatis is a gift in that regard. He is everything you want in 2021 from a star. He is young. He is 
talented. He has a good personality. He is bilingual. He, I, I mean, he checks every single box. And, and so if baseball can't figure out how to market him, it won't ever figure out how to market anyone. And perhaps in the next CBA, baseball and the players will come to an agreement as to how to get younger players money like he got. Obviously, the focus here is Jack Flaherty. And Jack, he's a highly motivated guy, but he is money motivated. He wants to make a lot of money. Do you think the Cardinals should expect that if they're going to be able to keep him long term, that they're going to have to give him a $300 million contract at some point? Um, I mean, there's been one $300 million contract in the history of pitchers and it went to Garrett Cole, who was entering into free agency as arguably, uh, the most decorated free agent of all time in terms of pitchers. Um, so just looking at pure numbers, I, I don't think Jack Flaherty is in line to get $300 million. But he's got a lot of commonalities with Cole in terms of feeling, in terms of having a little stumble like he had last year. And granted, it was mainly one bad start, but it was not the second half of the year before. But having the potential to be absolutely phenomenal. And and I think I, I, I want to get one thing clear. I don't think Jack Flaherty is your guy who is purely motivated by money. No, I don't I, think that's fair to I, say that. I agree. Um, he's, I, I he, think he, I just knowing him, he's he, he is motivated anyway, but he does desire to make a lot of money. He wants to take advantage of a system that's making a lot of money and enrich himself yes. because owners are being enriched. That's right. So do I. Um, <laughs> and he wants he wants respect too. And and I think the frustration of this offseason um, and, and going to an arbitration hearing that, that he ultimately won, uh, was, was the feeling that there was just, you know, there was a lack of mutual respect there and, uh, that how that plays out over time. It's very interesting to see what players feelings are toward teams when they go to an arbitration hearing that, uh, you know, a, a person from the outside could look at and say, why are they going to this hearing? Like there, there's just, there's no reason for this. There are some hearings that are there for precedential reasons, uh, precedent reasons. Um, there are some he- hearings that are there because there's just beef between the club and the player and, and they want to air it out. Uh, Flaherty going to a hearing was a surprise and, uh, he, he's not the kind of guy I think who forgets. So it's going to be interesting to see the consequences of that as time goes on. And, it's it's only going to matter really if he turns into the guy he was in the second half mm-hmm. uh, of the 2019 season when he was the best pitcher really in the world. Jeff, before we let you go, we have to get your observations on the Cardinals heading into the 2021 season. Uh, do you think that they are the leaders in the pack for the division, World Series contenders? What do you think? I I, I was shocked that we were going to get through an entire segment <laughs> without that question. So I appreciate <laughs> you asking that. Of course. Um, I I think the Cardinals are. Uh, very lucky they play in the National League Central. Um, their their rotation worries me, and they had a chance to go out and sign Jake Odorizzi, uh, who I really think is exactly what they need. Innings pitched, um, you know, 165 a year for the six years leading up to last year, 30 starts a year. When you don't know what you're getting from Michaelis, 
when you're not sure what you're getting from Kim, when Adam Wainwright, uh, who was phenomenal in recent years, but is old, uh, when, when you have Flaherty, who may be innings limited this season, Carlos Martinez is a giant wild card. Alex Reyes is a reliever. Ponce de Leon's never done it for a season. You guys. But how many do you have that you can rely on? I think that's the big question Cardinals fans are asking themselves right now, and it's a reasonable one. That being said, who's going to beat them in the Central? Maybe the Brewers? Don't think it's going to be the Cubs? Uh, certainly not going to be the Pirates. Uh, don't think it's going to be the Reds without Bauer. So... Uh, I, I look at them right now as the central favorites, but I don't see them going much further than that. Hey, Jeff, Brad Thompson on our afternoon show does a great imitation of Albert Pools. We don't know if Albert is aware that BT does it. I noticed that Elmo is on Twitter. Have you com- communicated with Elmo, and is he aware that you do the imita- imitation? I have not been in touch with the person who does the Elmo voice, and that's a great oversight by me. So I feel like now I do know someone who uh, who works at Sesame Street, and and I feel like that's maybe like a Sports Center commercial. So uh, I I appreciate I appreciate the inspiration there, and I'm not going to bust the voice out right now. I uh, it feels like you were pushing me in that direction. I was. Right? I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out on that for now because a little too much Elmo uh, is a lot, and and I gotta I gotta be very judicious with how I use it. Totally, uh, but totally I, uh, you, you know, if I if I come back sometime, perhaps uh, perhaps I can uh, give you a little Elmo. We'll make sure that we make that happen. Jeff, thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it. Have a great rest of spring training, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Look forward to uh, seeing you at the house, Michelle. Take care. See you, Jeff. I'll <laughs> See bring the cocktails. <laughs> Jeff Passan, he has been in 3M Baseball Insider who did not make a house. Looking for something to do this weekend? Vivid Seats has tickets to sports, concerts, comedy, and theater, all at great prices with a 100% buyer guarantee. Visit vividseats.com or download the app and use 10Ticket for $10 off your first $100 purchase. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio.